0: Hey, what's up? I'm Mooka Chanel, and you're now listening to the Shine Season Podcast. This episode, I have the pleasure of having Gucci as a co-host.
1: Nice to meet you all.
0: Yes. Tell the people who you are and like get started with, you know, just introduce yourself and what you're about, and what your brand is, and, you know, let the people know.
1: Mm. Yeah, so I'm Eric Wilson, also known as Gucci. I'm um, an entrepreneur first from Chicago, Illinois, it's And my brand is uh, Swiper Nation, and um, it's a creative agency who really just provides the platform for people that's trying to get started, because everybody doesn't have the luxury to start with, 1,000, 5,000, 10,000 people that just can click on their stuff anytime, but um, as well as providing a platform, we do a lot of events, so that's how we get our audience, and that's how we get our clientele, so that's basically like it in a nutshell.
0: Yeah, and then you're based in Chicago, but you're also here in Atlanta, too.
1: Yeah, so um, I was doing it in Chicago for three years now, but when I came to school, I kind of dropped the ball on it, because um, it was just hard j- juggling that and you going to school, but um, I had a conversation with some people on the team, and they were saying, basically, we need to practice year-round. It shouldn't be something that we just do when we in Chicago. We should be practicing 24-7 on what, like just the craft in general. So that's what we came up with, um, Swiper Nation AUC, and also there's Swiper Nation at uh, two different schools as well. So that's um, really just, you know, expansion, and also us just taking the initiative to be like, we need to just do this as much as we can.
0: Okay, can you tell me a little bit about, like, how you got started? Because you're the founder. You're the CEO. Like, you started all of this. So, clearly, somebody had to have a vision. So, mm. can you just expand upon, like, how did it get started and, like, what what propelled you to, like, start this agency?
1: There was uh, a lot of people, like, from my high school I always used to throw events and, like, throw parties and stuff, especially, like, the seniors when I was in high school. So, you know, that was just normal for, like, me to just pick up the tradition Because I wasn't just the first one throwing parties and events in Chicago. And, you know, like, I'm pretty sure everywhere there was doing parties and events. But for me, I just felt like it was up to me to take it to the next level. Because it was just me and a group of friends. We wasn't even called Swiper Nation. We was actually called the slutty boys. I don't know. We used to just, you know, like, find a friend with a crib, find a friend with a house, and just throw a party. Just invite people we know. But... As that began to pick up, it was just like, you know, we need to have a direction with this. And we we wasn't really, like, you know, like, everybody wasn't committed to, like, going to college at the time. Everybody wasn't committed to, like, you know, just, like, one thing or what we're going to do. So, I was just like, man, we need to just put our minds together and, you know, figure something out and do this until, you know, like, we get older and have to do stuff.
0: You know so, I mean? how old were you when you started it? 17. Oh, we you yeah, I, yeah, I was
1: 17 when I first started it with, um, no, I was 16 when I started the Slutty Boys and then I think I was just turning 18 when I like started the Swiper Nation, like the whole movement, like get the idea, the name, the logo, like stuff like that. So I was like 17, 18 going through that process.
0: I really like what you said about it being like safe stuff. Safe, fun, yeah. and like providing a safe place. Why is why was that important for you to like have something that was like a safe place for people to like enjoy themselves, especially like Black people, yeah. you know? Because a lot of times people think we can't come together and just have fun and just you know be peaceful. So why was that important for you to, you know, have create a safe place for your community?
1: Um, it was good because that was really the only one of the only things that separated my events from everybody else's. Um, like taking the time to like book security and taking the time to like go and get actual venues that care about the safety of black people because everybody like you know birthdays and you know different holidays everybody had their gatherings and their get-togethers but you know you always in Chicago you always have the question about safety and there was a lot of people who was just turned off by the idea of events and they was turned off by the idea of parties especially you know being like the ten. 10 o'clock to 2 a.m. time zone where stuff really can happen. Mm -hmm. A lot of people was turned off by the idea, so that was really just the um, way that we was able to market ourselves because, you know, we're 17, 18, providing security, providing, um, I want to say, like, parental guidance, but at the same time not being corny about it, Mm -hmm. you know, not being too strict, giving people the freedom to do what they want to do. And, you know, that was just Mm -hmm. how we was able to I want to say, like, different, differentiate.
0: Do you ever think that you would ever branch out from just Atlanta and Chicago? Like, the ultimate goal, do you see it worldwide or do you see it as something that is kind of always going to stay Chicago and Atlanta?
1: Um, I want to say for, like, the passion that's in me for, like, events and bringing people together and networking, I want to be worldwide and I want to be, you know, well-known, recognized, you know, like, all the things that everybody else wants. Mm-hmm. But... I feel like for my community and for, like, the stuff that needs to be done, I feel like um, just as a brand and even going forward as a company, we have to be stationed where our roots are. You get what I'm saying? So I feel like, you know, just the purpose behind it, for it to really make sense in my head, I feel like, you know, I have to go back to Chicago after graduation, and I have to continue to push the culture forward because – I don't want to leave it in nobody else's hands. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like I know how it should be portrayed. I feel like how we want to be appropriated by other people. And I feel like the only way for that to be done is for me to go back to my roots and clean up some stuff a little bit and go back to, you know, my childhood places and where we used to party at and, you know, make sure we keep those places sacred. And, you know, like, that's really, you feel me? Like, that's the purpose behind it. But obviously, you know, As a businessman, I would want to be global and I would want to, you know, like do great things everywhere.
0: Mm -hmm. I really like what you said about like wanting to go back home. I know for me, um, I'm from South Central Los Angeles and from where I'm from. It's not always the safest place, but one thing that is really changing within my community is gentrification. It's a really big thing. Every time I go home, like during breaks, stuff is always different. And a lot of times when people graduate, they say like, oh, I'm not going to go back home. I'm going to go back to this place. But it's like you're making like the intentional decision to go back home and build up your community. And that's important because people feel like, okay, I graduated. I'm done. I could just move to my dream location and not go back. So I really think that that's dope.
1: Thank you. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, like, it's it's not an easy decision for me to make, and I doubt, you know, like, I'll spend my whole life in Chicago, mm-hmm. but I feel like, you know, everybody, you know, is like, everybody that has the impact, like, even the people I look up to, like, they always start with home, like, people like Diddy and people like Kenny Burns and, you know, like, people in Atlanta especially, like, they go out, you know, they go on tour, they do great things. But you know, like they always make sure they go the extra mile for their city. So, at the least, I'll do that. But for for right now, my mindset is going back to Chicago.
0: I want to touch back just a little bit back on the safety theme because I just thought of the event that happened. Um, I don't know if you were familiar with that. Um, like rape in the club in atlanta and how like there was that viral video and like that just got a lot of people feeling kind of like unsure of like how we want to party like has anything like that ever happened at a swiper nation event where it's like it kind of got out of hand or like you didn't know like if everybody was safe at the event and like how did you handle it or go about it if it did happen
1: um yeah before i actually like go talk about like what happened like because i gotta search my memory (laughs) but um I'll probably say, like, one of the key points when it comes to planning, like, you know, you book the DJ and you try to get guests to come and artists, but we actually take the time to, like, plan out, like, how we would go about it, like, how we would react to certain stuff. And um, we also take the initiative to, like, talk to security and we take the initiative to just go over and beyond when it comes to safety because. Anything could happen. It, it, it takes three seconds for something to happen. Right. So we always, you know, stretch the safety. And also we like, um, like, we just real, like, hands on with the events we do. Like, we don't like to leave stuff in the hands of, like, other promoters or, like, other vendors or even some, sometimes the security. So, like, we always have that conversation. And especially, like, with the people that we come, it's people from all over Chicago. So when we bring an artist, we, we don't like to... Bring artists from opposing sides because you know, Chicago's so big, it's a big city. So, like, we, we think about the artists and you know, like, how their standing is with where we having a party at and who's in the neighborhood and stuff. Like, we, we go through the thought process of, of all that, but um, I'll probably say, um, nobody has ever got like raped or touched or anything, like, mm-hmm. that has never happened in an in a event just because, like. Like, I feel like the audience that we have is like a lot conscious, like college students and mm-hmm. like, people that really try to have fun. But um, when it comes, I'm trying to think of like a fight that happened or something. Because like, a lot of stuff really doesn't happen in my party. Really. Oh, um, I think we was on like 22nd and Troop, and I had a party with Hoop Dreams. That's actually jersey's um, DJ, Drizzy's oh, okay. tour DJ. And I had a party with him. I want to say it was probably, like, one thirty, one forty five, 1.45. And uh, that was around the time, like, you know, we started getting everybody out of there. Mm-hmm. So, um, it was two girls. I actually know one of the girls, like, personally. But it was two girls that, you know, like, I guess they had tension from back home. And uh, one girl was just the aggressor. And one girl, like, she wasn't trying to go out like a lamb, But you could tell she really mm-hmm. didn't want to fight. But that was just, like, an altercation. That happened. They end up fighting outside. Um, really, um, the venue security took care of it, but nobody else was injured or anything. It just really just, was like, a fight. Nobody really recorded it or anything. Yeah. But um, that was one of the things that happened. But, yeah, like, when it comes to, like, fights <laughs> and, like, drama, like, it really doesn't go down in my parties. But I do get a lot of calls, like, from people, like, don't let this person in your party. What? And, like, <laughs> don't like if i see this girl i'm a fighter if i see it like i i I get a lot of that i'm not gonna Mm -hmm. lie i get a lot of that in chicago but a lot of it be chat like
0: is it stressful like your position because it's like you're the boss like you started all this like do you feel the pressure on you like to make sure everything runs smoothly or do you think it's power and like having a team because i know you have one so like do you rely on your team members or do you always just feel like the pressure is on you
1: or starting off, like, the first couple events we did, I really felt the pressure, like, on the day of parties I go into, like, this super geek mode, or, like, this super, like, dictator mode, or mm-hmm. like, I used to be, like, just throwing a fit, and by the end of the night I have an attitude, but mm-hmm. that just really just came with the territory, and that came with the position, and, like, the people that I do the stuff with, like, they grown a lot with me, so, like, if something was to happen, like, all of them would be able to, like, handle it themselves. Like, it's at the point where, like, I can have an event and I really don't have to be there. And, mm-hmm. like, I know that, like, it's people there that stuff will still run smoothly. Like, because managing a party, like, it's so hard because you want to get lit. You want to get turned. Mm-hmm. You want to, you know, like, you see a little girl that you mess with. You want to mm-hmm. have that conversation, that deep conversation. But it's like... You, you all Yeah, like, you're really working, so... It's really just the people around me. Like, I really trust them. Mm-hmm. and um, Like, especially now. Like, like now, like, they come to me with the ideas of what they think they should do. Like, they come to... Because it's kind of like we grew together. Like, of course, like, I'm the founder. I'm the CEO. But all of us really the same age. You get what I'm saying? Like, outside mm-hmm. of the party world, it's the times where I ask them for just life advice. Or I ask them for, like, guidance outside of events and outside of, like, what we're doing. Because we all, like, the same age. Like, I'm not really super mm-hmm. boss or anything but it's like you know i just had a vision for what i want to do and that's why that was really just that really just pushed me pushed the agenda for me to get the creative agency thing going on because like it's at a point where like they starting to step into their own lanes and they becoming great and a lot of them is good, like they're gonna be successful in like the next two three years if mm-hmm. not earlier so right. it's like why not you know get on that push and stuff and like it's not like we doing 360 deals or something, <laughs> you know what i'm saying like yeah just that extra step forward in the right direction gonna make me look good. So it's, it's really just a plus for, for all of us.
0: How do you balance? Because we both go to Clark. That's how I met you. Yeah. So how do you balance being a college student and like a, basically a business owner? Like you have your own brand, your own business. How do you balance it all? Um. Especially being like in two locations too yeah. with the business. How do you How do you manage that?
1: Um. It's hard, yeah. It's hard because especially with events like, you want to be like in the location, like mm-hmm. your main place of business. And right now, being in Chicago, that would be like what's best for me. I feel like, but when I'm at school, it's like I'm really just collecting, like collecting knowledge, collecting tools, collecting like you know knowledge. Like
0: it's You're like getting those resources here. Basically. Yeah, like
1: it's like it's like when you can like dip off for, like, a while and just learn so much. Like, I know it's times when you just feel like you can just leave somewhere and yeah. just come back, like, just the man or come back yeah. just, like, a whole new person and level. And it's kind of like, when you go back home, you don't want to make the same mistakes that you did before right. you left. Like, you got that new energy, you got a new mindset, and you feel like you just gonna do everything differently. So, it really just gave me the, a break. Like, everybody in Chicago, for the most part, it's like, everything stays, stays the same. Like, you know, like your parents tell you, like when you like don't stay in the hood, it's gonna be there forever.
0: Mm-hmm. Like
1: it's kind of like that thing, like when you leave the city, where you know, like the food spot's still gonna be there unless it's getting gentrified terribly. But, <laughs> that's a whole other
0: conversation. Yeah, that's a whole, unless it's
1: like just you know, the, like white people just wiping it out. Unless that's going on. But I mean, more like more so, it's just like you know. It's good for me to step away and come back with a new mindset, new energy, new ideas, Mm because you need that. Like, staying content and staying in the same place, we all know that's not good for you. Right. Unless you, like, reading all fucking day. (laughs) But other than that, I mean, it's it's good for me. It it helps me. It actually leverages me Mm
0: -hmm.
1: when it comes to, like, business. Yeah, that's
0: dope. So it seems like it's working for you. Can you talk a little bit about Chicago culture? Because I feel like I don't know that much about it. And, like, mm-hmm. all that I that's really portrayed to me is just, like, the violence. And, like, I know that that's probably true. Yeah. But, like, can you just elaborate on what it's like to be from Chicago? Like, what are some of your favorite things about Chicago? Because I don't want to mm-hmm. just focus on the bad. Because I think every place in the world has history. Yeah. You know? So can you just...
1: Let us know what it's like to be a man from Chicago. Yeah, to be a man from Chicago, yeah. That's a a crazy question, like, just me reflecting on, like, just my childhood. I feel like um, being from Chicago, like, you automatically have tough skin, and it's all, like, based on the situations and the people around you. Like, Chicago is super big, but it's so small where, like, you will really know everything that's going on if you're in tune with, like, the right people, but, um, being from Chicago, you automatically got, like, this ego, like, to you, where, like, um, you just embrace your culture, like, you feel like the people you grew up with is just, like, the shit, like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like, the people you look up to, it doesn't matter if, like, your little cousin, or your big cousin, or, like, your auntie, like, you just feel like everybody is just, like, the shit, and you, like, like, you just, like, get your circle of friends and y'all just do everything and you feel like you conquering the world and y'all didn't even move two blocks. Like, mm-hmm. it's just, like, it, it makes you embrace life. And that really just, I know you didn't want to talk about the violence, but that really just comes with, like, you know, like, anything could happen, anything could go wrong. Mm-hmm. So when stuff really going right, you just really want to embrace it, stay in the moment. And also, like, just the people, like, it's like, with everything going on, all the adversity, all of the violence, all of, like, the bad things that happen, like, you always gonna run into somebody that can lift your spirits up, like, whether it's a crackhead or whether <laughs> it's, like, somebody like a, a common or, like, a mm-hmm. chance to rapper, like, like, you will really meet somebody that can really change your life in a matter of seconds, in a matter of minutes, like, when you in the city just moving around, and it's kind of like, everybody that that's in your circle, always have the same agenda. So, like, just say if you a gangbanger, you doing negative, it's crazy, but more than likely everybody around you is on that same negative wave. So, my city, I know for a fact my city moves in, like, waves. So, like, like just the energy you put out, that's what you're going to receive. People that's messy, they always in some mess. And people that's positive, they always being uplifted. They always, you know, like, like it's crazy, but it's like, you, in Chicago, you really can make your own reality, I feel like, like, for real, like, based on your thoughts, what you think, mm-hmm. the people you're around, like, you're really choosing your own destiny, and that's yeah. really what I love about my city, and it's, it's it, it can go either way, like, yeah. that shit can kill you, or that shit can make you a million, but it's yeah. like, that's what I'd rather live with than everybody just out here, you know, yeah. some people know what they're gonna do, some people don't, but you gotta set mind.
0: Mm. city Close out this interview. I want to know what's next for Swiper Nation. Like, what is the future when you graduate? When this is all said and done, what is your vision for it? You know. Um,
1: my yeah. vision is to like master a craft. Like, you know, it's, it's good for right now. We doing everything, whether it's like mixtape release parties, or actually making the music, or actually making a music video, or actually co directing, or actually, you know getting people booked for places. Like, for right now, we're doing a lot of different stuff. And I feel like um, what I want for my brand is I don't want us to spread ourselves too thin. Like, I don't want us to get into, like, a spot of confusion. And I don't want people to just be looking like, damn, what is we going to do next? So <laughs> for right now, before we graduate, we going to master craft and we're going to have, like, a clear direction. Whereas this is going to take us to the next level, but we also want to keep the things that... Uh, that, you know, make us us, and we also gonna stay creative. But for the next year or two we we're gonna be trying to master a crowd, whether we got some Grammy nominated producers okay. or some people that's gonna, you know, make these videos pop. We're gonna go buy some cameras, some audio stuff. But we definitely gonna pick a direction we going into and we just gonna we just gonna rock out like a solid year, year and a half just getting that stuff and make ourselves we're gonna try to put ourselves on the map for something. But, you know, for right now, we're just doing everything until, like, everybody can decide, like, what we all love or what we at least have the most passion for as a collective before we move forward. So, we're going to do that. and then We're just going to do it.
0: That's dope. I'm looking forward to seeing the success. Thanks so much. Did you know that you can stream the Shine Season podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud? Head over to any of those streaming platforms and subscribe so you'll never miss an episode. Okay, Gucci, so here on Shine Season, I try to advocate as much as possible conversations about mental health. Mm-hmm. And you being a college student, a business owner, a black man, you know, like all these things, how, what does your self-care routine look like? What are some things that you do to, like, uplift your mental health?
1: Is this PG-19 or can I
0: just... You can say what. <laughs> oh,
1: okay, I was just... But um, I'll probably say that the first thing that I do is put myself around good people, like people that I feel like care about me the people that I feel like um, I can just get the best energy around. Like, I love putting myself around good people and um, putting myself in good environments. I feel like that's the best way to just, you know, change your mindset. It's scenery, whether you moving from your dorm to outside or whether you going to the library or going to get some food, but I feel like you just traveling, you moving, and you just, you know, picking up a pace, any pace, I feel like that's the best, you know, way to go about things, but actual things I like to do is um I got a journal so I write a little bit and um it's a blank journal so I might I may write I may draw I may I may do anything I might just write words one day I just wrote a heart and I put all the positive words in the heart and I put all the negative words outside of the heart so just picking like just 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 like you know I' suggest anybody just, just get a blank journal because you can really just do anything that you want to do whether you write and draw or just drawing something that you see. Right. But, um, smoking, uh, I really wanted <laughs> yeah. to say that. Regret, <laughs> That's the first
0: but, thing. Um, yeah, definitely,
1: because I know you're from yeah. LA, so, you know. I
0: actually did an episode of, about marijuana,
1: so I'll check definitely it out, out. It Yeah. yeah <laughs> send me the link, but smoking, <laughs> yeah. it's not for everybody, I'll it's say not. that. Because some people, you know, you get even more sad, or you get even more hurt, or, you know, like, you, you put it off, but... I feel like smoking at the right times definitely can help. And I suggest smoking when you happy more than smoking when you sad. But, um, yeah, that definitely helps. Or even liquor or any type of relief, going to the gym, anything. But for me, it's smoking, drawing, planning, and just being around that good energy. And one of the things I really want to say about, like, self-care is not stressing, not overworking yourself. Because um, my mom, she she's a prime example of like what can happen if you overwork yourself. like she was pregnant, I want to say like six, seven months pregnant and she was showing. but um, she worked seven days a week mm-hmm. and she ended up bursting literally like she had a brain aneurysm oh, wow. during childbirth and she survived, but mm-hmm. that was one of like the lessons that she taught me is to never stress, never overwork overwork yourself. Everything's going to be okay. It's a life obstacle. Mm -hmm. Just appreciate your life. So Mm -hmm. that's the biggest, like, lesson I have. So if I ever get, like, overworked, I just know, like, I have the rest of my life. Like, I have (laughs) the rest, literally the rest of my life. Like, she said all of those days that, like, she worked and all that money she made. Because she was was an RN. She was a nurse. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, she was making decent money. And that was what, what was driving her. But... She looking back ten years, fifteen years down the line, that could have cost her her life. Yeah. Like that none of that money she she made is still there. Right. Like it's spent and, you know, like hospital fees and stuff that she likes and, you mm-hmm. know, like everything. But she said like just don't let the money motivate you. Just when you get it, use that to do whatever you wanna do, whether it's splurge or this invest, but she said like, you feel me, just never overwork yourself.
0: Yeah. Effects. That was that was good self care. Yeah, no, nah, like
1: that's the that's the biggest thing for me for mm-hmm. real, is cause it's like especially with today, you can get caught up like right. I need to do this shit. Like you see people sixteen, seventeen, right, millionaires. I mean, and you
0: feel like you have to compare yourself and that's
1: not healthy. Yeah, like comparing lives, comparing lifestyles, right. comparing accomplishments. But I feel like it would nobody do it if you just took a second to relax. <laughs> And just appreciate, you know, what you have appreciate mm-hmm. yourself.
0: hmm
1: Yeah, okay. that's we Yeah.
0: Okay, so now it's my favorite time of the show. You this know. is the Who's on Ox? So if we in the car and we driving around okay. and I put you on Ox. who you playing? For my
1: city, who I'm playing?
0: Anything. Whoever on Ox, who you playing right now.
1: Oh <laughs> <sighs> yeah. <laughs> um right now the first song I'll play is um Loveful and Lil' Uzi. They got a song called uh Show You Off. And it's dope because Lil Uzi, that's, like, one of my favorite artists. And um, he was the whole reason why, like, Summer 16 was so great. Like, everybody mm-hmm. talked about that Summer 16. Yeah. But Love Is Rage was out, and it was just dope. But I, I appreciate him making music again. And Love Foe is a Chicago artist okay. that, like, doesn't get a lot of shine. And it's like, damn, this nigga made a song with Lil Uzi, right. like, just out the blue one day. Like, nigga, how did you pay for the feature or something, or did he just do it, like? But it's and he was singing on the song like this a nigga that like, I remember I was in a party with Lefo and that whole got shot up, mm-hmm. like and they was trying to kill his nigga like oh, when we was out west, but it's like damn you went from that to like now you singing on the song Uzi. right like you see how life works right
0: like, so I'm
1: definitely putting that on the arcs. Secondly, um, it's a song called Tap by uh, Nav and Meek Mill.
0: Okay, I don't know if
1: you heard it, but I love that song because. Nav, one of my favorite artists. Um,
0: what about some Swiper Nation artists? Can are they getting played?
1: Yeah, nah, yeah. <laughs> Definitely, that's the third one. D. Free Da Vinci. He got a song called uh, "Do Not Disturb," and he got a song called "Bigger Person," and both of those songs super dope. Because um, the first line is like, uh, he says, "She wants me to be a bigger person, but I'm just not that tall."
0: and
1: he's speaking for me like i'm only five eight and like i I can't be the bigger person all the time i'm not that big you know what i'm saying so it's like self-love
0: yeah self-love like
1: and and rappers don't rap for the short people like bro we be getting talked about by like the five eight and taller women like we look down upon so he rapping for all of the um you know short people and he got a song about consent too Oh okay. So like he's like you know like he's mixture R and B and rap and stuff. So he he raps about some great stuff. Yeah. So I'm definitely putting him on the ox. And the last artist I got to put on the ox is uh, Elgato, and that's if you're trying to get lit. Like, <laughs> all his songs super lit. He got a song called Hit the Gas. And it's a mixture of like driving the car hit the gas mm-hmm. and like smoking weed hit the oh, gas. Okay. You know what I'm saying?
0: So, right. balance. It's like yeah, it's a
1: good balance. So you know you can do both smoking while you are in the car. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like legally. Legally, yeah. So it's um definitely, you know, definitely great. Great combination.
0: Right, it's gonna be a nice car ride. Yeah, definitely. All right, y'all, this episode is coming to an end, but before I go, y'all know I had to leave y'all with the affirmation of the episode, and it is, Life is either a daring adventure or nothing at all. Okay, y'all, thank y'all so much for tuning in, and I also want to send a special thank you to my special guest of the episode, Gucci of Swiper Nation. You guys, thank you so much for your support. As always, shine bright and share your light.